for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 622 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week, we kick off 2024 with the return of Cullen Bunn, who's a terrific comics creator. Cullen has a Zoop.gg crowdfunding project underway for Copycat. This series is described like this. Sarah is an ER nurse with a unique power to diagnose her patients with just one touch. Unfortunately, her power comes at a painful cost, as she suffers the same agony as those she cares for. This book is for fans of Atomic Blonde and John Wick. We talk about how this book came to be, who the characters are, and what we can expect from Colin in the coming months. Be sure to support this excellent project at zoop.gg once you finish listening to our interview. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. Copycat is a new comic book graphic novel based on a concept by Todd Garner, producer of such films as Mortal Kombat and Sorcerer's Apprentice. Written by Cullen Bunn and Heath Amodia. With line art by Yves Cantata. Copycat is a grounded action thriller with a mystery at its core, where an underappreciated everyday hero becomes so much more. It's great to welcome back to the podcast Cullen Bunn, the New York Times best-selling writer of Sixth Gun and Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, among other many other great things. And he's got a book that is being promoted through Zoop.gg, a favorite around here. And so what we really need to do is talk about that. And Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, doing great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for talking with me. It's good to talk with you again. Um, uh, first thing, I heard rumors that Sixth Gun might be coming back. Is that true? Uh, <laughs> that is, I mean, that is true. So we did, uh, Brian Hurt and I did a Kickstarter uh, a few months back. And in that Kickstarter, we, we, re- are, we basically were offering a reprint, a new, a new collected edition of the original Sixth Gun series. Mm-hmm. But we also hinted throughout that series that the six gun would be coming back in some form. And, uh, and that is going to be the case. So next year is, I guess the 15th anniversary of the six gun. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, when I say next year, it's, you know, 2025. So we're going to be relaunching uh, a new series that is in the, in the world of the six gun. Her, Brian Hurt and I are doing it together. Uh, Bill Crabtree's back on board for color. So it's going to, we're bringing the band back together and, and launching a new, a new series in the Six Gun universe. Oh boy! Is it going to feature the same characters, or is that something we have to wait to find out? Well, you'll have to wait and find out because one of the things <laughs> we um, we wanted to do, you know, we did a, a follow up series called Shadow Roads, mm-hmm. and this new series will weave in elements of the Sixth Gun and Shadow Roads into something new. Uh, but one of the things we didn't want to do, we weren't going to do a follow up to the, uh, a sequel to the Six Gun unless we knew it would be something different. And it not only, you know, a lot of times sequels to something like this kind of cheapen the original story, you know, and, and we didn't want to cheapen the original Six Gun run. We liked where it ended. We liked how it ended. So we're only doing this because we came up with a plan that we think will be 
something new, something fresh, something exciting, and it doesn't cheapen the original run. In fact, it enhances the original run. Cool, cool. Because, well, I have a shelf with Colin Bunn uh, work on it, and Sixth Gun is one of the things that I have up there. Mm-hmm. Love that series. I thought that was so great, and I think it was way ahead of its time too, with female like uh, lead characters and things like that. So, yeah, you wow. know, it's it, it always you know a lot of people <laughs> we got a lot of a lot of uh, you know a lot of people talked about that that we had a female lead, and and interestingly enough, we started with very sort of a you know archetypal damsel in distress type character but we always planned on her becoming the you know the the real hero of the story and i've just always you know i, I like writing all kinds of stories but i do often gravitate towards books with a you know with a female lead someone who you know is is doing interesting things or doing things that, that you're not necessarily expecting and uh and it's just something i've always liked so yeah, Six Gun, Harrow County. You know, it's it's always been, you know Fearless Defenders. I've always kind of gravitated to that. Well, I always tell people uh, I've read comics for a long time, and if I see a male lead, I have a fair idea where that's going to go. When there's a female lead, I have no idea, and I kind of like not knowing. It's a great thing to sit around and go like, now what are they going to do? Because I just right. don't know. So I love that. I think, you know, I said Six Gun was one of the books that I really, for the first time, really saw a woman in a, in a prominent role instead of being Lois Lane, you know, hanging off of a uh, of a building and needing Superman to come rescue her and stuff. But she was a, a major influence in the character. So I really like that. And I'm so glad to hear that that's coming back in, in some form. And it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I think it'll be a... It's it's exciting. We're we're excited to work on it. It's uh, it's I've been working on a lot of comics. Look, I've been I'm doing comics for a long time, but lately it seems like I'm having more fun working on comics than I've had in a long time too. So uh, I'm excited about it. Do you mind if I ask why that is? Why is it that you're having more fun now? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just uh, you know, I I try never to work on a project that doesn't get me excited in some way. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. sometimes that's sometimes that's not the not always the case. You know, I try to I try to be and sometimes I have to, uh, you know, I'll be given, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be assigned a project and I have to figure out where to find my excitement. And there's a little bit of there's actual work trying to do that. And usually I manage to 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 work that out. It just seems that lately the projects I'm choosing to work on just feel closer to who I am as a as a creator. Hmm. And I really want to lean into that. I want to do things that I, I don't want to do anything that doesn't get me giddy, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, I, that I don't, I don't get that, that little weird giggle as you start working on it. You know, I, I want, I want to be excited about all these things. Well, you're also doing a lot more creator own kind of properties and something new kind of world building kind of stuff. And I think that's one of the things you're really good at is yeah, I, I pretty much these days. I still have a few licensed things that I work on. But uh, again, those are, you know, those are, those are, they're licenses that I want to do because one, I'm a super fan of that license or uh, it just is, you know, it's right up my alley. Um, But yeah, but for the most part, I'm leaning more heavily into the creator own side of things. And and I've always been a creator own guy. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. never, I mean, I broke into in creator own comics and I'm, there's never been a moment where I wasn't doing creator own comics. Um, But it just, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's the focus these days. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. And, and of course, you're in good company. And like Scott Snyder is doing that kind of stuff now. And all kinds of people are doing it. I think this whole uh, ghost project or whatever that is that uh, Jeff Johns is up to. A lot of the same kind of stuff. People are, are basically creating their own characters and worlds and stuff. And I, I think that's good for our comics. I think it's really going to be good. So I think you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track there. <laughs> Finally, after all these years, the right <laughs> No, I think I think you've always been telling good stories. But so, even Six Gun, that was a creator on property. So, you know, you've always done that. So that's really good. So, all right, let's get to the, the important thing here, which is uh, Copycat, which is the project we've been kind of uh, uh, dancing around. It's on Zoop.gg. Um, yeah, you this is you co-wrote it with Heath Amodio, and uh, let's see, art is by Elmer Cantata. I'm sure I'm going to butcher these people's names. You got that. You got that right. Oh, good, oh good good. there you go. I'm so I'm so terrible with beautiful names. Um, colors by Gabe Contreras. Mm-hmm. Uh, letters by Dave Lentz and stuff like that. But there's, there's the the book is based on a concept by producer Todd Garner. And will be produced by his company, Broken Road Productions. And your company is involved in it too. Uh, Hustle and Hearts yeah. Films is that so? There's all these great people involved in all this stuff. So, how did this book come to be? Well, how did all this happen? Well, to to get where it all came from, you have to kind of go back in time a little bit. And I don't know how many years ago it was. It wasn't long. It wasn't. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it was relatively recently that I got a phone call out of the blue from this, this Yahoo Heath Amodio. And, uh, and he's like, he's like, Hey Cullen, maybe we should work together on some stuff. And I said, well, I don't know you. You seem kind of like a joker to me, but why not? So I started working with Heath. Um, uh, Heath, uh, Heath has always had, Heath is a big idea guy. And, and that's what I really like about him. Uh, it's the kind of people I like to surround myself with are big idea guys. Um, uh, and, and he just, when he, and that's a little bit of an exaggeration of that phone call, but not much. I mean, he really did just call and he started talking to me. We clicked pretty much instantly on, you know, working together in comics in TV in film and doing some things a little differently. And, uh, and I just enjoy talking to the guy. Um, so that's where hustling heart came from is us having those initial phone calls, wanting to try something differently. Uh, and then you flash forward, we're working with a number of directors and producers and actors about uh, in terms of doing comics and films together. And one of the, the one of the producers we talked to is Todd Garner, who did Mortal Kombat. Uh, he's just a he's you know, he had this was his initial concept. It was uh, like a, a one or two line about what would eventually become copycat, the, the story idea. And Heath and I took that and fleshed it out into a bigger world and a bigger story. And um, and the comic that we're we're putting up on Zoop right now. OK, because uh, the, the thing that people get mad at me is I never say when the, the thing is going to conclude. This, the, the Zoop project start, started on Wednesday, December 27th, and then it's going to go to about the end of January. I, I'm not quite clear on the date, but that's OK. Yeah, I, think most of, I think most of the goal dates are around a month out. So, right. yeah. 
Yeah, so that's, that's the case for that. So it's good stuff. Now, there's a paragraph that describes the story, and, and I'll go ahead and read that because that'll help us get into things like this. It says, Sarah, a talented ER nurse, has the unique ability to diagnose her patients with just one touch. Unfortunately, her power comes at a painful cost as she suffers the same agony as those she cares for. When a mysterious woman named Emma dies in her arms, Sarah inadvertently leeches Emma's extraordinary superhuman ability to fight. Sarah is then hunted by Emma's killers, forced to leech more and more powers from an onslaught of superhuman assassins to stay alive. With any luck, she'll survive long enough to solve Emma's murder and bring them all down. Do you know how many issues are going to be in this story? So we're, what we're, what the Zoop is is running for is the complete, like a graph, the graphic novel. Hmm. So it'll be a complete story. Uh, how many pages do you know? Oh gosh, I couldn't tell you right now without digging, <laughs> up, some, digging up some stuff. Um, because this, yeah, this would, this is, uh, we're trying to do the, you know, to do the, 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 the whole thing here. Okay. Um, and, uh, and it'll be, I think it'll be pretty, it's a pretty, it's, so it's got a beginning, middle and end. You're going to get the whole, the whole, the whole first story here. Um, but yeah, I can't, I couldn't tell you right without <sighs> clicking on the number of screens and going through all my emails. Cause we've been working on this for a little while now. Okay. Well, that's something to, to I, I'm sure at zoop.gg, they might have some more yeah, information. Yeah, because I'm sure all that information will be readily yeah, available. Because, so go, if you want more information, go to zoop.gg. The way that these guys normally do it, zoop.gg forward slash C as in cat and then forward slash copycat. And that's where they'll have uh, more information about that if you're interested in stuff. So that's, that's a really interesting uh, idea. As somebody who has worked at, at a hospital in the past, I'm always interested because nurses and stuff always, doctors always get the, the glory, but the nurses are the ones that are in the trenches. Well, you know, it's, you know, it, to me, it was, it was one of the things that made me kind of excited about this project is, it's kind of got a superhero vibe. There are superpowers, but it's a very grounded story. There's no, there's no spandex. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's our world with the addition of a few, you know, superpowers. And Sarah, <laughs> Sarah is already a hero in my mind. She's a nurse. She's an ER nurse. That's a, that's a heroic profession, you know? And, uh, and I think that's one of the things I really liked about it is that we're taking this, real person who already does something that's pretty awesome in the grand scheme of things. She, you know, is already helping other people. And we infuse this story with this, this super, you know, this, this ability she has to kind of uh, absorb skills and, and, and powers from other people. Now, it, I, I'm not sure because there's so, several people involved in the creation of this. Is Sarah based on a real person, or is she a, a product of somebody's imagination? Where did she come she's, from? She's she is a product of imagination. So she, I mean, as with all characters, she's you know bits and pieces are, are taken from you know from from people we know, but but she is a new you know a, a new character. 
Okay. Cause, uh, do we know where this takes place? Because I, I had a chance to read, it was like a preliminary uh, part of the story. And I wasn't clear as to, because uh, sometimes comics are based in New York City. Sometimes they're based other places. Sometimes they we don't know exactly where they're based. Is, is that the case with Copycat? I think it's it's kind of a, you know, it's interesting you say that because I usually when I write something and I write you know, for a city, I have a city in mind, but I never name that city <laughs> because I'm keeping it sort of, you know, it's the every city. Um, in my mind, this is an L.A. story. Heath living in New York probably wrote it. Maybe maybe had more uh, New York in his in his uh, in the DNA of it. But I wrote it as an every city. So hmm? L.A. was what I had in mind. OK, well, it makes sense because uh, it, it grounds the story as far as people are, uh, you know, when they're reading it, that could be your city. Right. Basically. So that, that's a good way to do that. Um, so uh, so who put the, the art team together? Was that something that, that you were involved with or was that something mm -hmm. that somebody else did? We were involved in it. Originally, Copycat was with another publisher. Um, and that all came together while, um, while we were working with that publisher. Uh, and then things changed as they often do in comics. The, you know, the, the situation changed and we went ahead and, and took it, you know, now we're taking it to Zoot, but the arts team team stayed with us. Well, that's good because yeah. consistency kind of helps because that's a whole nother thing to redo the whole, you know, oh, that would have been awful. Yeah, that would have been, that would have <laughs> been a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Now it's interesting, and the, the way—I don't know if the, the book actually starts this way. Uh, Sarah's in a fight when the 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 thing starts. The the the, the version that I saw—I don't know if that's the case. Uh, yeah, you were getting uh, yeah, you were getting thrown into the middle of some stuff there. But yeah, um, I mean, we're gonna see her. You're gonna see her in her day to day, and Sarah has this. So even her day to day is a little unusual because she has this ability where she can. You know, if she touches you, you're sick, and she touches you. She can she can determine what that illness, what that malady is. Uh, but she takes on some of the pain and 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 symptoms of that. Um, so you're going to see that first. But it, it's this story goes. It's we don't wait long before we throw you into the the meat of the story. Mm hmm. Because uh, I really, cause I have worked in registration in ER. I'm not a nurse. I, I, you know, I can only admire what they do, and I've observed it, you know, very firsthand. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, the stuff that happens in emergency rooms is so unbelievable. Uh, I could <laughs> say stories. Uh, there was one time when the guy actually threatened me because we found out later he had shot his girlfriend in the mouth. Oh. And she walked into the emergency room with him, and he told me very loudly she needs to see a doctor. And I said, well, why? She's been shot in the mouth, and she held out their top row of teeth in her hand. Oh, gosh. And I went, okay. So I called the back, and I got the, the, the nurses, and they took them back. But then somebody had the bright idea to tell him that they couldn't do anything until I got the chart made. Next, so I'm standing out there, and I'm, of course, you know, I have a, a dress coat, and I've got a tie and stuff on and all this. And all of a sudden, I hear bang, and the door opens, and he comes rushing out, and he grabs me by the tie, and he tries to pick me up to threaten me, but I, I wore false ties. I never wore a real one. And he grabbed it, and off it came. 
And there he was reeling back with my tie in his hand. <laughs> and I said to him, you're going to drop that tie right now and step back or I'm not going to do anything. And he looked at me to see if I really believed. I said, I mean it. You drop that tie and you step back. And he did that. And then later on, we found out and they arrested him that he was the one. He stuck. How she survived, I don't know. He stuck the gun in her mouth and shot her. And oh, if it had gone uh, like a, a quarter of like an eighth of an inch or a millimeter off, she wouldn't have survived. So I, so I, I, I can tell you, <laughs> I have sympathy for Sarah in this story because, yeah, there is all kinds of, if you're in an emergency room, you see all kinds of amazing stuff so I, yeah. I that's why i was kind of curious to see if she was a real person or not that's a well inspired by real people for sure and mm-hmm. you know now you know we go we go through and we continue the story maybe uh maybe we'll have to infuse some of that into there and some of them <laughs> into it as well yeah uh, that, that's a i mean that's an action scene in and of itself right there yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, that's only one of my stories. I worked in the, in the emergency room registration for a couple of years, and I could tell you, we could do the whole hour of me talking about <laughs> our stuff. But I won't, I won't do that because you've got the story to tell. So Sarah is kind of like uh, people that I have met in the past. And I, and I just, you know, the, the, she's got that little extra ability, though, that because – now, has she had this for a long time when when we first see her? Yeah, it's something that she's discovered. I I don't think we. I mean, she's had it for a while. She's she's used to it as much as it's not a newfound ability. It's something she's she's known she's had for a, a while. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I find really interesting is the the way that the her ability is portrayed in the art. It's like it, it reminds me very much of Star Wars when. Um, when when uh, the the bad guy is is like shooting uh like it looks like electricity and it hits um uh, luke and it's, it like it's all over his teeth and stuff which made me i just hurt yeah. when i was looking at this and a lot of what happens is when she touches somebody it's like yellow electricity goes up her body and even into her mouth and out of her eyes and she's she's the, the whole thing seems to like take over her body and, and I just like it's like wow, but, you know. It, the great thing about the way that's done is it, I hurt when I saw that. Well, that's I, good. Yeah, I mean, and all credit to to the art artist, the art team on that too, to make it you know that visceral. Um, but you know, it's a it was one of those things. It's a you know, comics are a static. You're getting static pages, and we want them to not feel static as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So doing it this way, having you know having some sort of visual cue uh, for the, you know, the transference of abilities and, and the power in acting was, uh, was important and it was important for us to get it right. I love the way that when, when she finds out what's going on, she yells out, is her stomach? She yells yeah. out. Wow. I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh man. Cause you know, I, there are a lot of nurses I, I think who have something akin to that ability. They can tell their experience stuff that they can look at it and they can tell exactly what's happening. So I, I, I when I saw Sarah, I said, wow, she's, uh, there's well, a yeah. lot of real in here. And that's, that's, that's a true thing you just said, because, you know, people like that who have been doing this job and they're just really good at the job. Sometimes it almost seems superhuman. Some of the things they can do, some of the, the things they know, right. Mm-hmm. So this is just taking it a little bit further and saying, yep, it, this is definitely superhuman. But yeah, um, I, I mean, I've known plenty of people who were just so good at what they did 
that they might as well have been superhuman. Now, now she ends up gaining an ability as a result of one of these touches, and she ends up in a fight with with somebody. As I was mentioning, there's a fight, and a guy with a with a hood, a mask on or hood on comes up, and and she ends up, uh, let's just say, uh, showing this guy that, that he picked on the wrong girl. Right. <laughs> And the thing that I, I love the whole business about that because she's surprised because she's never had that kind of of, of uh, fighting ability before. Right. Yeah. Her th- that that uh, picking up the that ability is new to her, so that seems different for her. And uh, and yeah, and figuring out why you know how her her abilities are are changing and what she has to do is is a big part of the story. Uh, along with this sort of mystery about Emma and and why she you know was killed, um, and that that she has to that that Sarah has to to solve. Yeah, I, I love the way she resolves that whole business. She 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 doesn't know well, she doesn't know her own strength at this point. And what she does is she takes him and basically. <laughs> dispatches him shall we say right. i don't want to spoil that because yeah, there's, spoil a, that there's a wonderful thing that i've never seen i've always wished i could see in comics there's this the way she resolves it is something i went yes oh yes i said i've wanted to see that for the longest time so i really <laughs> i really enjoyed the way that was and then then of course she has to start to deal with what's all going on so so it, it's it's well done i think the art style was a good choice because it's very realistic yeah, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure again, even though there are superpowers and you know abilities and things like that, we didn't want it. We wanted it to feel like a real world instead of a, a superhero world. Mm-hmm. I only saw, I guess, a part of it, but there's a wonderful last page that I I really enjoyed, and I will not spoil it for anything because it's. Uh, let's just say that she thinks that things are resolved. And they may not be right, <laughs> which I loved. And I, I guess so. This, this, you're talking about putting the whole graphic novel. And I don't think I saw the whole graphic novel. There's only about uh, 22 pages in the thing right. that I saw. Right. You so saw there's the first chapter. So there's more in the story. So, I, gosh, I can't wait to see the rest of it because it, 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 it's really home. It was like when I watched the show Saint Elsewhere. I was working at the hospital at that time. The show came out. And, you know, what attracted me to the show was there was a rapist going around in the hospital and they had commercials for it. And I thought, what if that happened in our hospital? Oh, my gosh, that'd be terrible. So I ended up, I watched that episode and I was hooked. And I just, you know, to me that it's, this has that kind of St. Elsewhere feel to it. Mm, That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So excellent because, you know, these surprises all over the place and really interesting twists and turns. And just wonderful stuff. I can't. I can't wait to see this. Do you? Do you have any idea when you're projecting that this will be completed, or when would you like for it to to be done? Oh, well, it's it's ready to go. So I mean, we're ready to put the thing out. So oh wow, yeah. So uh, I don't really like doing uh, crowdfunding unless uh, it's ready to go. Um, I mean, obviously, there's some things that have to be done once. I mean, even then, but. Uh, but it's 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 ready. Oh boy, I wish I could get you to talk to some other people. That well, I mean, I, look, I've fallen down that that 
I've made that mistake myself. Um, <laughs> even even when I even when I said I wouldn't do one, mm-hmm. it's not ready. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have made the mistake of 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 launching campaigns when 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 I shouldn't, and well, it's it's never it's never fun for anybody. So no, I, I what's funny is I. I supported a Kickstarter about four or five years ago. A week or two back, I just got the book that I supported four or five years ago. And so I was like, oh, I didn't think this was ever going to come. But I was glad to get it because I was like, oh, man, you know, when I've seen people and heard of people who take, you know, fundraising and use it for their own personal stuff right, and never get the book out. Right. And so I, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm I'm always thrilled when somebody says, "We've got the book all ready to go." And go, yes, thank you very much for doing that. Right, that's the way to do it because this is the way that fundraising should go. I mean, we should be paying people for for good stuff. You know, somebody once put a Kickstarter up, and I got a kick out of it. I looked at, well, I got this idea, and I'll be able to do it. Just give me the money, and I'll be able to to put it together. And everybody said, why would we ever give you money if you don't have anything to show us? It's just this concept. Right. And he never got that off the ground, thankfully. So that's good. But, but you've got a, of course, you've got a great track record of, of doing wonderful books and, and strong characters and really interesting situations and good things like that. And, and you also have, have a good basis in horror. As well, a lot of the stuff you do has been really strong horror. I, I just can't. You know, the, the way that you do horror really gets me because as somebody, all I can do is appreciate it. I, I can't imagine the ability to write horror stories right. like you do because it's just, you know, to me, I, I, I read it and, of course, I get lost in it because uh, even reading the copycat, I was lost in it, you know, thinking that I was in the world. I'm, I'm standing behind people when things are are happening. It's, it's the way that you uh, tell the story so well. So I was just, I really love that. And that's what makes me excited to see more of Copycat. Well, yeah. And Copycat has, you know, definitely has some, has some horror vibes to it. It's, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of that and it's baked into its DNA. That's the kind of story I like to tell. It's the kind of, the kind of books I like to, to write. So, uh, it's going to have a little bit of that in there for sure. Well, that's great. Cause, uh, you know, I, I've always been, and people say, well, you should write. And I, I, I'm one who I write reviews and stuff like that, but the, that leap from writing reviews and telling people what's good and, and actually creating it is something I have never made, but luckily, see, this is why you're the writer and I'm the, the, the reviewer and interviewer is because I can tell you that was great. But uh, me doing it, mm -mm. (laughs) it doesn't happen for me. But uh, I I did want to mention one other thing, too. I got a huge kick out of the the logo for Copycat. You know, she's a nurse, and the Owen Copycat has the uh, uh, medical cross in it. Yeah, uh, and you know what? Heath, Heath Amodio designed that logo. Ah. Yeah, uh, I don't know if if he worked with uh, anybody to to clean it up or whatever but he sent i there was a there was a while he was sending me logos like here's the you know what do you think of this what do you think of this and uh, and we kind of you know there were little things that we went back and forth on on the logo but at the end of the day it was Heath that uh that designed that and where did the name come from too i think that that's an interesting choice for the name of this that she can and one of the things i, I was interested too is that she does not absorb the pain of people. I've seen people who, when they touch somebody, they take all that, 
what's wrong into themselves. She she copies it. I think right. copycat's a perfect yeah. name. It, it wasn't the first copycat. Wasn't the original name of this of this series? Actually, when we first started talking about, it, I think we were calling it the the empath. Um, but that didn't, name didn't work for, or that title didn't work for a number of reasons. Um, it may, copycat may have been Heath as well. I mean, I know we went back and forth on titles, um, after we changed, we decided to change it from empath. Um, but, uh, I, I think Keith, Heath was the, the person who came up with that final, that, that had the, had that, the idea for copycat. Hmm. And, you know, hey, it sounds a little, it's got a little bit of a superhero vibe to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it almost sounds like a superhero name. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, person. I don't think you're going to see her put on a costume and call herself <laughs> a copycat, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hey, why not? Well, you know, it, it, a title of a story doesn't necessarily mean that somebody has to take that name. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, but it, I have to say, I, when I read it, it was so strong to me. You know, like I said, it, all the way go through it, it, it's, it breeds like a real, like real people. And uh, gosh, I, I don't want to spoil. There's so many things in there that I could spoil, but I won't because I want people to get to enjoy it like I did. Oh gosh, just this wonderful, wonderful stuff about uh, how things go. And again, it's called Copycat and you want to go to zoop.gg. It's going to go on until likely the end of January. And if you want more about it, go to zoop.gg forward slash C as in cat forward slash copycat. And you'll get more information there. Be sure to support it because I want to see a lot more of this book. And I want to see a lot more of this concept because it's just a great, great, great concept. So I think you got a real winner on your hands, Colin. Well, I hope so. I, you know, uh, I appreciate that. It means a lot. It's really good. So uh, are there other projects you're working on that we need to be aware of? Uh, <laughs> we talked about Sixth Gun, which is apparently in the future. Are there other things that you're doing that we need to know about? Oh, yeah. Look, I'm I'm working on – I'm always working on a bunch of things at once, right? Um, so – and 2024 is going to be uh, a pretty exciting year. You know, we just, uh, we just announced a new book uh, from Dark Horse. Um, yesterday, or not yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago. I don't. Well, a couple of days as you and I are are talking. Right. Uh, called Monsters Are My Business. Right. That's a that's going to be sort of an action horror comedy comic that I'm I'm pretty excited about. Um, we just like I said, we just announced we just announced that. Um, that I'm doing with uh, with Patrick Piazzalunga. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's it's a bloody, it's going to be a bloody good time. And it has a koala with a chainsaw. What's not to love? <laughs> um, and then I'm I'm doing uh, the Gotchamon comic that's coming out from Mad Cave. So I'm going to be writing that. Uh, so if you were a fan of Gotchamon or G Force or Battle of the Planets, it's going to be uh, right up your alley. Hmm. Um, I'm doing the new Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, wow. a, sequel, a sequel to the Godzilla. I did I did Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers a couple of years ago, uh, and now we're going to do uh, a sequel series to that that's coming out in 2024 as well. Wow! And uh, and then the only other, you know there's a few other things that that haven't been announced yet, but uh, I've got a big project coming out that I'd love to come back and talk about when the time comes um, called uh, Beyond Mortal. 
that is not just a graphic novel that Dark Horse is putting out, but is really going to launch a uh, a new superhero meets horror universe mm. that uh, that I'm real excited about. We'll have to do that. But just just uh, get in touch with me. We'll, we'll be sure yeah. to make that happen. It's great stuff. Now, I did want to ask you because I saw you at a convention one time, and conventions are kind of coming back. Have you been to conventions recently? Are you planning in the in the coming year to go to conventions, or what's your what's your take on cons right now? I've been to a few, uh, nowhere near as many as I used to go uh, go to. Um, but I, I've been to a few over the last year. I have a few scheduled for next year, but I don't have. You know, I'm not. I'm not at this point like chasing them down, so to speak. I'm not like really trying to to be at every convention that comes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to make a decision a while ago. The only conventions I can go to, besides the fact that it has to fit into my schedule, I can't go to any conventions that don't bring me out. I mean, they have to bring me out as a guest and give me a table and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and that's just because I can't, I mean, it, <laughs> I make more money sitting at home writing than I would at a convention. Conventions aren't about money making for me. Uh, right. It's about meeting, it's about meeting readers and meeting, you know, meeting, uh, you know, meeting new fans, meeting old fans. Um, but I can't do it if it, you know, if it really costs me a ton of money. And with the amount, the amount of conventions that are out there, I have to, I have to put some sort of limits or I could in theory do a convention every week and <laughs> never get any work done. And I know mm-hmm. there's some people out there who can manage that, who can do, you know, do back to back to back conventions and still get their work done. I have no idea how they manage it. It <laughs> seems like an impossibility. That's their superpower, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not doing as many. I mean, I, the only big convention I'm doing this year is Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's one I do every year, um, and I, and and I've done it since you know since conventions come back. So I've been a couple of times, I guess, mm-hmm. since conventions have come back. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. I've been to that one. I, I for a while there, I was helping my roommate when we had a book that was that was going. On. I was an editor for the the book that he was doing. And we went to a bunch of conventions, and I—that I, was a great one. That was one of the best ones. I, I, there are certain ones. New York is my favorite. It, it's a big, huge one. You walk two blocks away from it, they don't know there's a convention going on there. Yeah, I like the New York show a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I like San Diego Comic Con a lot. Yeah, um, I just don't know if those are on my list for in the immediate future. Um, well, that's such a very different experience, though. You go to San Diego; the whole downtown has been swallowed up into the convention. You know, people sure. walking, yeah. walking around in costumes. Stores and restaurants are converted to, to comic-related stuff, and yeah. all that. And but the other, the New York is very different. And I mean, I also like Dragon Con in Atlanta, which is a party twenty-four hours a day. If you ever go there, the, the bands are playing two, three, four in the morning. Stuff's going on, all kinds of stuff. They have buildings full of convention stuff. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's not it's not one I've been to. It's one I've always wanted to to go to. It's a good one. I I, I was there one time. One building had one floor that had comics 
uh, creators and other stuff on it. Right. The, all the other floors, there were five, ten other floors in the building, and they were all with other comic-related things. That was only one building, and there was like four buildings in the con. Stuff. It was, God, just amazing. So, Well, I, that makes sense to me because we did the con thing, and, you know, there's a lot of cons you don't make a lot of money at, and you just sort of hope that – connections that you make are going to make things you know possible. yeah and, and it's just you know i need to be able to you know i don't need to make money at a convention but i do need to you know at least it, it's it's for a couple of things it's either it, it's not about making money but you know breaking even is kind of nice but for me those limits are more important just you know i have a i have a hard time saying no to conventions because i do enjoy going i mean i enjoy you know going to these different towns. I enjoy being there, but if I don't put some limits on myself, uh, I, I mean, I just go to all of them. I, so the limit at least helps me say, no, I'm not going to do that convention. It's wow. just like a, it's just, I, I do the same thing with like my own personal collecting comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I collect a lot of old comics and magazines and I've, and, and role-playing games. And I've mm-hmm. told myself, I had to tell myself, I will not buy anything I don't see in person. <laughs> so I won't go on eBay and buy them. Mm-hmm. I'll only buy the stuff if I see it in a, at a convention or at a store. That's where I'll mm-hmm. buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a that's a limit for me because I can fill out a lot of my collections if I would just go and eBay it, right? <laughs> but that takes the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, it's there's so much that we could do. Yeah. Should we do that? You know, and, and I I have to say that we, we did the con circuit for a couple of years and it really it burned us out, you know, is what it did to us. And we don't do that anymore. Well, you know, but, um this this past year, for the first time in twenty something years, I went to a convention purely for fun. Hmm. I didn't set up, I didn't make any meetings, I didn't you know, I, I mean, I just went to have fun. Um, and I had the best time I've ever had at a convention. Hmm. And, and I had forgotten, I think to some degree about the fun of conventions. And I, I want you know, hmm. so this year there's a couple of conventions on my list that I'm going to go to just for fun, hmm. you know, and, uh, I'm just, you know, it, it's important, I think, to, to make sure I capture that, that fun aspect again and remember hmm. what it was all about and what it was like. Very cool. Very cool. Well, if people want to keep up with you on uh, social media, how do they do it? Best way to do it is to follow, go to my website, cullenbun.com. Uh, from there, you can get to everything. I do a weekly newsletter uh, that you can, you can read and, and follow it, you know, follow along with what I'm, I'm doing. Um, but if you go to cullenbun.com, you can get to everything. Very good. Very good. And once again, it's copycat and it's on zoop.gg. And it's going to be concluding towards the end of, of January. So don't miss out because I've read the first several pages of it. And, man, it, it, it hooked me right away. So I'm going to be definitely supporting it and looking forward to more copycat and, and more Cullen Bun stuff in the future, too. So Cullen, as always, great stuff that you do and, and wonderful storytelling. So please keep it up and, and uh, keep going. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, 
interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. that's it for this week. Be sure to be back next time when I'll have another great interview with yet another terrific comics creator. But until then, keep reading your comics. And so I leave, knowing that a world full of heroes has nothing to fear.